Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello and welcome, my beautiful soul family, to a new episode of the It's Karmic podcast with me, your host, Vika Bradford. I am actually so excited to dive into today's conversation because it's so interrelated to all of my work here on earth. Um, If you work with me at all, you know, within my membership, the Dark Moon Collective, or you are a student of It's Karmic, or you've done workshops with me, you know how passionate I am about transits. When I started studying astrology, it wasn't necessarily something that was taught to me in my astrology certification or any of the programs I had purchased at the time, but I just felt very, very passionately obsessed with this work because when I did my astrology certification, I was working with my mentor and she had this amazing magazine at the time. Um, It's kind of like a monthly magazine about, uh, what was it called? It was called Plugged In by Daphna Romanoff. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was really cool because weekly she would update her business clients, her soul clients on the moon transits. Okay. So every week you would get an email that essentially told you where the moon was and how you could use that specific energy to work with your business. And so I loved writing some of these emails for her um, because I got to learn about what it meant for the moon to be transiting through a new sign every couple days. And I fell in love with transits. Okay, so I was just tapping into, you know, what is the moon moving through? What sign is it in? And how does that interrelate to working with your business? Amazing, amazing and useful stuff that you can still learn from Daphna. Um, She doesn't have the actual plugged in membership anymore, but she does, I believe, still have a working with the the moon in your business program. That is this absolutely unreal because we don't even understand how powerful the planets are until we bring them into our daily life until we actually start working with, okay, um, this shift is bringing me question mark. Okay. So when I started studying astrology, I started falling madly in love with the idea of the planets moving and how that was interrelated to my life and in like in relation to my clients' lives. Right. So when I'm reading charts, I'm always checking in with like the big transits. So today's conversation is really about like what transits should you actually focus on? Which ones are so important that you shouldn't be looking away? Because we have a high focus on the moon. Naturally, it's easy, it's close, it's always moving. Um, 
and it's the most talked about. So yeah, of course we work with the moon and I would say the moon is one of the most important transits to work with because it helps us interrelate to the signs in a really, really deep and powerful way. If you just pay attention to how the moon is shifting in your emotional consciousness, then you can actually begin to understand how the signs feel. And if you work with me at all, you know I say like, the way we learn astrology is through living astrology. We live the cosmos in order to learn the cosmos. So feeling what it is like to experience Libra through the moon or through Libra sun month or through, you know, having a bunch of planets in Libra is what I would say one of the most potent ways to understand what Libra feels like. And this is how we embody astrology, right? This is what we do in the Dark Moon Collective every month. We embody the astrology so that we can actually understand, okay, now I understand that sign on a deeply physical level, a deeply spiritual mental level, and it's not just in our heads anymore. So the conversation today is all about this, all about what transits should you focus on. And so let me preface with uh, a quote from my yoga teacher years ago. And you, know, you guys know I love to talk about uh, my, my first yoga training. And the quote was, stop shitting all over yourself. Like, stop shitting all over yourself. <laughs> because like should doesn't actually exist. So let's just preface with that. There's a beautiful book by, I believe her name is Byron Katie. I can't remember what it's actually called, but essentially it's about how like should doesn't even exist because if you should have, you would have. So take that out of your vocabulary. Um, you didn't. So should's nothing, right? Should is, is not reality. So first off, should you focus on any specific transit? No, that's not necessarily um, a thing, right? But what I want to offer to you guys today is transits that I think are really, really potent that can change your life and help you move through moments of very extreme change, pain, or fear. Now, when we take astrology seriously and begin to examine our part in co-creation with the world, suddenly these moments of hard changes, shifts, death, rebirth, loss, um, all this stuff isn't as scary anymore, okay? We become a conscious observer in our experience. And I think that's half of the reason we're here. Maybe not half, but it's definitely part of the reason we're here, right? Is to become a conscious observer of the human experience. And then, you know, have our emotions be part of that process in a healthy way rather than a reaction way. And so that is what... what working with transits has offered to me is completely radically shifted me out of being a victim into being a co-creator with the cosmos. So first off, we're just going to talk about a couple aspects I like to work with. And we go really deep into this in It's Karmic. We have a whole session on this topic, but I'm going to give you guys like the cliff notes today of three aspects I like to work with, which is the conjunction, the square, and the opposition. And the reason I choose those particularly is because they're the hardest. Um, they are 
in traditional astrology what is called hard aspects and I like to think of them not as challenging in the sense of difficult though they can be but challenging in the sense of it is a challenge to step up change grow and become a better version of yourself we as i say all the time do not grow in safe spaces and these challenging aspects do not bring safe spaces okay those are like the like light positive aspects that bring safe spaces these aspects bring great change so conjunction simply put is you know when a planet is on top of another planet they are fusing together the energy is becoming one i like to work with like a smaller orb when i'm talking about transits um, so you know pick whatever feels good and by orb i just mean the degree apart from that conjunction and then squares are a 90 degree angle and oppositions obviously are opposite so directly opposite within a degree that feels good for you now all of these bring up challenges okay the conjunctions for form infused together the squares you know they they like think of um there's a meme i love from oh my gosh is it the sagittarius mind i believe um where the square is represented as like two people with guns at each other okay they like they're like in the square off um and and the energies are challenging each other then the opposition is that tug of war energy, right? You're being pulled in two different directions. So knowing that that's essentially what I want you guys to look at in, if you're working with like big, hard moments, there are lighter aspects that you can absolutely work with for transits to understand how you can get like a little bit of magic in your life, a little bit of ease, or um, see where you can tap into flow. But today we're just talking about these challenging moments. So the planets I like to look specifically at because they move slower and their transits and their experiences take time and then they retrograde back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And so the experience through these planets is harder. And when I say harder, you guys know I'm not in victim mentality here. I just mean it brings up hardships so that you can grow. Okay, it's the challenge again. So Saturn is this beautiful planet <laughs> that everybody likes to hate on because Saturn matures us. Okay, Saturn makes us get our shit together. So when you are looking to, you know, work with transits in your charts, knowing that if you're experiencing a Saturn transit, you know, conjunction square opposition, you are going to be experiencing a moment of having to mature. So whatever that energy is working with in your chart, wherever that energy is working in your chart, it means it's time to grow up. It's time to get your shit together. It's time to, you know, really understand that you are not powerless and it can show up as a heavy sensation. Okay. It can show up as a depressive energy, but I like to describe, and you guys know, if you've listened to my YouTube on Saturn, you know, not the devil you think you know, that I like to describe Saturn as this pressurizer or like making coal into a diamond. Okay. Saturn comes along and pressurizes you to make you the best version of yourself in the regards of that area of your life. Okay. So when you're working with your transits, understanding Saturn is here to mature you. That's not going to feel great. He's going to whip your ass into shape. He's going to get you doing your work, doing your karmic work here. 
So how can you use that to understand that you are not a victim, that you are just experiencing a moment of pressurization? The next one I love to look at is Uranus. Uranus, okay, as we move out here through the planets, they're going to move slower and slower, so they're going to take longer and longer. Again, we go deep into this in its karmic, um, and you'll understand how long these things take if you're working with me in that that capacity, but Uranus is going to bring massive transformation. Uranus is the great liberator, the great awakener. And so massive changes happen when Uranus is in play in the chart. So you're going to look at that area and that aspect and say, wow, this is where I'm experiencing massive upheaval, change, liberation, and awakening. And I'll give you guys a really good example of the Uranus transit I'm going through right now. Uranus has been transiting my seventh house for the last, oh my goodness, since like 2018, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. And I have been experiencing radical shifts in partnerships. Okay, so this means exploring polyamory, exploring um, the liberation of my bisexuality, uh, exploring my my relationship to others, what I will allow, what I won't allow, and it is showing me, you know, what I do want, what I don't want, massive changes, big moves, um, shifts to find, you know, that, that healing interrelation to another. So this shift has happened through all my friendships, through my business, through the people I work with, through my partners in my marriage, all of it. Okay, so it's radical shifts and you kind of have to let them happen and surrender and be, a, as, as I said, a co-creator. You're not a victim. Uranus is quick changes. Things happen fast. They happen out of left field. You're like, holy shit, did that just happen? Yeah. Okay, that's Uranus. The next energy I love to look at is what is Neptune doing? Because if you're having a Neptune transit, it is time to pay attention. Now, what happens with Neptune is big, big confusion, okay? Um, in the book, uh, Shamanic Astrology, oh my goodness, it's something like, oh, the Shamanic Astrology Handbook. Don't quote me on the person who wrote it. It's like Gio Mario something. He's, it's a brilliant book. I quote it all the time. It talks about Neptune transits being this big time of fog, okay? And the fog is in order for you to surrender. So if you're in a Neptune transit, you might not be seeing clearly right now, okay? You might not be seeing anything clearly and you have to wait for the veil to lift now neptune transits as i mentioned as we get further out in the solar system they take longer and so you are in a moment of like oh my god i'm so either confused i feel like i don't have clarity i don't know which way to turn you have to understand that's part of the transit so everything is awakening in a different way here it's very spiritual it's very um connected consciousness and it is easy to become a victim when Neptune is in play. So knowing that you are in an illusion when a Neptune transit comes along is going to be key into once again keyword surrender. And then my very very favorite planet to work with for these transits because it's so slow moving you guys know I love this energy so much. It is the most transformational energy in the chart, and that is Pluto. 
Oh, Pluto, my dear, sweet, beautiful Pluto. This is not an easy energy to go through. And I'm saying this as a natal person who chose to incarnate never not having a Pluto transit happening in my chart. Okay. I've been experiencing a Pluto transit my whole life and tapping into the rest of my chart. I will be experiencing a Pluto opposition or conjunction basically until I die. That is the energy I came in with. That is the energy I chose. It's okay. Now, Pluto is a mass, massive rebirth. Okay. Dismantlement. Pluto is not something you see coming a lot like Uranus. You don't see it coming. You don't know what's going to happen other than the dismantlement. Okay. The death process of something. And I don't say death process is in the physical death process. I mean, the death of something, something has to die for you to be reborn. And Pluto transits are always magic because though you are in again a different pressure pot it's like you are literally disseminating into hell detoxing all the bullshit it's it can be nitty and gritty and let me tell you as i'm having a pluto right now i'm having a pluto opposition to uranus as well as a pluto square to my rising and square to my descendant and i'm moving into a pluto conjunction with a bunch of other planets in aquarius and in leo it is the most beautiful rebirth process on the other side but because the process takes so long, it's so easy to become a victim instead of working in co-creation with Pluto. Okay, Pluto, what is he asking of you, right? He's asking you to transform. So if you fight that transformation, it's not going to be a fun process. But if you allow and witness the experience to move through you, then oh my goodness, it can be so delicious and so powerful and potent, but we have to be co-creators we have to allow the experience to move with us now does this mean that we don't take control or make action steps or you know um, move forward no absolutely not this means that we witness use our intuitions to make decisions um, trust our gut things are still going to come out of left field you're still going to be like whoo that rocked me i didn't expect that to happen but it's going to feel a hell of a lot better if you are saying, okay, I'm a co-creator with this experience. I'm going through a massive transformation. I'm being um, melted into gold per se, right? Like if we think about alchemy, alchemy for a minute, um, it's, it's, everything has to melt. Everything has to change, transmute. Alchemy is like the process of the, the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. That caterpillar has to melt into goo in order to become a butterfly. And I can't imagine that it feels good for a caterpillar to go into a chrysalis and literally melt. I don't know, maybe it does. I'm not a caterpillar, but um, I can't imagine the process isn't painful. I can't imagine the process is easy. Even the idea, have, have you ever watched a butterfly come out of its chrysalis? They have to fight to get out, right? And I'm not saying fight your process. I'm saying, you know, fight for your life. Fight for, you know, your right to live here on earth. Um, I'm just picturing the scene from Bridesmaids right now when Kristen Wiig 
is basically like given up on life and she's on the couch and she's she just thinks everything's gone to shit and Melissa McCarthy like essentially beats the shit out of her on the couch saying like fight for your life like look around you you have everything you're you know blessed with so much and you can't even see it because you won't open your goddamn eyes and and she essentially just like keeps hitting her until Kristen Wiig you know punches her <laughs> and takes back her power and that's essentially what has to happen is you have to like fight to get out of the chrysalis you have to do the work you have to you know do the process of rebirthing you can't just like lay in the chrysalis and expect it to un un unfold around you i mean you can but you're gonna have to be a co-creator in this experience okay i just poured out a lot of information on you um sorry guys channel came through and blah <laughs> if you guys know um working with me in my teachings is a lot like that these big channeled um informational processes just like pour out to teach you guys whatever needs to come through so for today, that needed to come through is the transits you really want to work with. These are my favorite transits to look at, looking at in the chart of like, what is, what of these transits are you working with right now? And then you can understand a little better why your life is um, going the way it's going. Are you becoming a victim? Are you in victimhood? Or are you actually just naturally in co-creation with your transits? Because sometimes you look at it and you're like, wow, I have been surrendering to that. Wow, I have been allowing that to pour through me um, and feeling the process of this with so much love and reverence. And so if we can do that more and more and more, life gets to be good. It gets to be juicy and delicious. And that's my offering for you today. So that is essentially a short and sweet chat on, you know, which transits you should focus on, you know, which process you should tap into. And yeah, use the moon. The moon is such a good guide to help us, as I said, get into relationships with the planets and the, uh, the signs and even the houses, if you guys work with me in the Dark Moon Collective, you know, you're starting to understand the houses and the planets and everything better because you're looking at them every single month. You're looking at a sign every single month and understanding what that sign brings to the table. And so right now, you get to do that in this new way. And if you feel called to join me in the Dark Moon Collective, there's always space for new faces to come and work with these karmic processes, understand what you're shedding each month around a different sign, um, and then whatever's going on in your, your blueprint, your cosmic blueprint, um, is like a whole other added bonus to the experience. So that is all I have for you today. That is my download for you today. And I hope you take this and I hope you actually implement it because my reminder to you in being a little ruthless with you right now is you will not change. Nothing in your life will change unless you begin to implement some sort of action. Okay. Unless you start to show up in a different way because everything will stay the exact same if you stay the exact same. So I'm sending you lots of love as per usual, and I can't wait to hear what you guys discover out of this specific episode. If it feels good for you, please share this with someone you know needs to hear it. 
I feel like everyone needs to hear this so that we can cause that ripple through the world, you know, become leaders, as I mentioned, become leaders of, uh, I hate the word new earth, but of new earth, essentially of a new way of living. So have the most beautiful day and please share this, you know, leave a comment, leave a review, subscribe. It helps me grow. It helps me create more content like this for you guys. And, um, it just, it really lights me up. So have a good day.